Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Uh, we are, we appreciate you joining us as we continue to celebrate all the people working to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, we've had a string of incredible shows over the past uh, few weeks, and the feedback continues to be uh, really incredible. The rollout of the show into the Jackson and Delta markets has gone really well, and we'll be adding more days and more markets as we go forward. So it's a great chance to introduce people from coastal Mississippi to people from the rest of the state and people from the rest of the state to people in coastal Mississippi so we can all celebrate this state together. Hey, listen, I had a wonderful conversation with my friend Pete Vacari last week, and we talked about the Vacari auctions and the upcoming cruising the coast. I've got a, a show coming up with Woody Bailey soon, and we're going to talk more about cruising, hitting record numbers. Pete, continues to believe that he's going to have a a record year. And in fact, while we were in a conversation with Pete, he said that he's going to have to teach Matt McDonald how to say yes, because he's grown so big. And Matt said, you got to, you got to slow down, Pete. Pete said, no, 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 I got to, I got to keep growing this thing. I figured I'd invite Matt McDonald and spend a show with him, not just to talk about the success of cruising the coast, but man, you got to be kidding me. They're hitting new records. Records are falling at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, and uh, I'm excited to have Matt on to talk about some of the amazing stuff that's happening at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. How you doing, my friend? And we're staying busy, Ricky. Um, we just announced a Journey uh, a, a few minutes ago. That show's going to kick off Mardi Gras weekend on February the 9th. So February 9th a Friday, we'll have a sold-out Journey show here at your Mississippi Coast Coliseum. Then uh, the Crew of Neptune Parade is Saturday. All the parades on Sunday with Past Christianity, Iville. Even my, me and my partner, Billy Rubel, doing the Second Street Social Club that Sunday. Monday is Gulf Coast Carnival. Tuesday's Mardi Gras Day. And Wednesday is Valentine's Day. So that's like <laughs> five big days where a lot of fun, a lot of money, and a lot of love is going to take place. The 50th anniversary tour of Journey. Man, I mean, listen. So much of growing up, that music of Journey was part of it, man. That's going to be a big draw. That's what's making this fun is because, you know, guys our age, Ricky, I mean, I know you're a little bit younger than I am, but guys our age, we don't get to go back and, and relive those those experiences very often because most of the bands have stopped playing or they can't generate the amount of money that it takes to go into an arena our size. So so you might catch a few of them at the casino or at a festival here and there, but to get a major tour like that is really uh, very good for us and it's good for the coast. It generates a lot of economy, not just in Biloxi, but throughout Harrison County and even in Jackson County and sometimes in in uh, Hancock County. So that's what our job has been for 47 years, and we're going to keep doing it. We're just on a, a really hot streak right now. And, you know, talking about Pete, Vacari, and Woody, 
their numbers do continue to grow. And that was so, why it was so important for us to get that parking lot finished out front where the old Holiday Inn used to sit. And we're now even going back to buying homes to the west of us where we can utilize that and grow that as more parking. Because when we have to close the gate during two out of the three days of cruising the coast, that takes money out of Woody's pocket. That takes money out of Pete's pocket. That takes money out of our pocket. And it and it inconveniences those folks that are wanting to come to the swap meet or to the auction. But when you don't have enough parking, you don't have enough. Yeah, you know what was interesting about the conversation with Pete? Because we went through the whole thing and the growth of it over the years and his partnership with you and, and all of that. But what's interesting is the amount of money that Pete is spending – on uh, his marketing effort, I mean, it's it's, it's six figures. It's, it's it's significant. Where he's going into these uh, these various blogs and these various uh, you know uh, verticals where, where where people from that enjoy cars go, and he's marketing directly to them in order to bring people here. And the other thing that's interesting about what Pete is doing is not just it's he's it, it, it certainly. Uh, promoting his 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 auction, but he's spending even more time talking about cruising the coast. He wants cruising to be successful, and he believes if cruising is successful, he'll be successful. But I think it, I mean I think that number was three to four times the marketing budget for 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 what he's spending versus what cruising the coast is doing. It's just a great marriage between what 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 what. Well, I would say between you, Pete, and Woody, it's it's really going well over a bunch of years, hasn't and, it? And you know. What? Well, we've had to we've had to work through some issues over the years, and and Pete takes a little bit longer to load in and load out because he's dealing with a lot of different variables in terms of car owners and and shipping companies trying to get these vehicles in and out of here. But you know what? It's worked, and we're going to keep working with Pete and Woody to to keep it the biggest single event of cruising the coast, and that's what makes cruising work. There's so many different. Uh, partners that Woody and Woody's got, and there's so many different locations, and they can spread it through a three-county area. So uh, second to none is in terms of events we do each year, and it challenges us for a solid week, and that week's just about here. I know. Isn't that something? Yeah, we have a live remote. I think it's next Wednesday from Town Green. Uh, it's amazing how fast time flies. Hey, listen, uh, when I had the opportunity to join you and your team to do the Judd's concert and see behind the scenes and, and, and talk about it and, and do a few videos about it, I got, a, I got a great appreciation for what you've been telling me all along, the kind of infrastructure improvements you made in the Coliseum that would accommodate the bigger concert. You, you showed me what that looks like and how it accommodates accommodated uh, the judge who you know with these 18 wheelers coming in and the, the the incredible group of people that it takes actually to to erect something like that and so it was good for me to see it to see it from behind the scenes to see the dedication of your team to see the innovation that's involved there and I could then get my head around something like the Morgan Whaling concert which was I think the previous record holder for for the concerts that you had of course the the judge was a was a record as well, I think you know you've you've uh, you've got a number of these that have been back to back to back, but Guns and Roses, man, it was on a whole nother plane, wasn't it? You know, 
when we booked the show, we knew it was going to be a big event, particularly the fact that we were the smallest market on the entire tour and the smallest venue on the entire tour. And, and part of that really boiled down to relationships that we had with our promoters out of Birmingham, Red Mountain Entertainment, and the relationships that we had with the band's management slash booking agent that handles them all over the world. And that gentleman is named Ken from Eglich, and he's very, very close to a gentleman that you get to work with every day, Kenny Vest. And between Kenny's relationship with Ken from Eglich, between Ken from Eglich's familiarity with the market because of the success that Three Doors Down has had over the years and the fact that they were launched right here in our front yard, and the relationship that Ken has with the promoters, just made the date fit in just right where we could get it. And once we got it locked in and got it on sale, there was no doubt it was going to be big. We just didn't realize it would establish the records that it did. It established a single gross ticket sale record uh, for any single concert night in the history of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, uh, grossing just shy of $1.8 million. Okay, It set records for merchandise. Um, it set records for net profit for one night at the, at the arena. And those things don't happen very often in a career. And while I told you before with Morgan Wallen, I didn't think that number would ever be broken. This one would be tough. I, I probably... A night with the Eagles might do it, but I got to get that done before I can say might. Yeah, I tell you, man, it's uh, it's incredible. And, you know, Kenny Vest, you know, we've told the, the CPR story. CPR, incidentally, for people who don't know it, is a sister station to Super Talk. Uh, Super Talk Mississippi Media has 12 radio stations that are part of the Super Talk network that are geographically, strategically geographically located across the state. Really kind of a one-in-a-kind, very locally driven uh, network of radio stations in America. And then in addition to that, they have uh, four. 14 other radio stations, CPR, WCPR being part of it, the monkey being part of it. There are others uh, that are that are part of this network and part of this company, uh, Mississippi uh, Media. And they, they celebrated their 28th birthday. So, so you, you were there from the beginning as well with, with WCPR and the launch and the CPR Fest. Kyle was there as well. Uh, and then you got Scott Fox. But to have, you know, Kyle and you and Scott Fox and Kenny Vest, all these guys that were there in the early days still together and celebrating something like the 28th birthday of WCPR when Guns N' Roses comes to town because of this unique, you know, relationships that you just you just talked about. It's rare in America to have that group of people still together after all those years. I mean, it's just, it just unheard of, actually. Well, you know, it, it takes so many moving parts and pieces to make things work, particularly in a small market like we're in, that by having that, having that, those relationships and, and those connections, that's what really is part of the secret to our success. So, so kudos to, to Scott and Kenny uh, for, for helping that show happen. And you know what? We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We got more coming that I'm sure you're going to want to talk about on the next break. Yeah, we, we are definitely going to talk. In fact, I want to get into some of the uh, some of the behind the scenes of the Guns N' Roses, you know, this incredible stage and what you have witnessed as it relates to all that. We'll continue our conversation conversation with Matt McDonald from the Coast Coliseum here in just a second. We'll see you after this break.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Matt McDonald, the executive director for Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. Hey, before we continue sort of the line of, of uh, thought that we were on before we went to break, I just want to say a couple of quick things. One is uh, it's amazing watching your twin grandsons grow up so fast, man. I saw some pictures of them this morning. That Isn't it a joy being a granddaddy? Oh man, you know what? And the best part is, I got I got two for the price of one. So they wanted to know what I was going to be called. You know, grandpa, grandpops. And now we're going to make this easy, man. It's Bogo. Buy one, get one. And, ah, so that's your name, huh? Bogo. That is my name. I am the Bogo because I'm telling you right now, these two little boys are going to be uh, indoctrinated as quickly as I can to get them ready for the real world. And they are a joy to be around. And uh, my son and his lovely bride live in Pensacola, and they do a magnificent magnificent job raising two at once yeah yeah i got to meet your son in fact when i was there for the judge and i really enjoyed getting to know him I, it's it's really a miracle he's even walking around today isn't it yeah it is he, he's had a lot of folks that, that have been there to help him get up back on his feet and he's doing fine and those kids are, are healthy and we just have a, a lot of fun me and my wife jane we love being grandparents and my wife can't get enough of them if 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 uh, she could figure out a way to move Pensacola, she might, but right now I'm not negotiating that. <laughs> well, listen, uh, my wife, you describe my wife, Ann, who's, uh, who was named by my granddaughter, Riley, GGB. <laughs> and now GGB is like your, uh, you know, buy one, get one free BOGO. Is uh, Mine's not so creative. I'm Pawpaw. But we've got, we've got two, four, six, and eight, man. And honestly, Really, nothing else matters. I mean, we, you know, we're gonna, we got to do the activities of the day, but at the end of the day, everything centers around them, and it's just so much fun to to go through life that way. The other thing about you, and for for people who have listened to us talk before, they know this that you are crimson tied to the core, and uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned to you before that my my father's brothers and all that family, they're all big big Alabama family. I was, you know, I was born in Birmingham. His family from Birmingham, so they were all huge uh, Alabama fans. But all the grandkids, including my kid, my son, went to uh, Auburn. But uh, but I know I know the the uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide fan base. Obviously, from my time I spent in Alabama, and it's it's big time. And I loved I loved the picture that you posted of you and Tim Holloman together, him with his old Mister Tyrone, and and you uh, with your Alabama hat on. Uh, you know the friend. Friendly rivalry is fun, but it's great to see friends there who, who kind of share the passion for the SEC sports, isn't it? Well, what was really cool about Saturday, well, first of all, you know, Bama women certainly helped. I wasn't quite expecting us to be that, that much stronger, but I'm glad that we won. But Tim was sitting literally – 20 feet from me in the section right next to where I was, which he was in an entire Ole Miss section carved out in Bryant-Denny, and I was right on the fringe, 
And so we, we acknowledged each other before the game. And as he was leaving, he handed me a $20 bill he lost to me. And we shook hands and I wished him a, a safe return back to the coach. But now I've got a lot of friends that are Ole Miss graduates. My son graduated from Ole Miss. Um, I've got a lot of LSU friends, a lot of Mississippi State friends, a lot of Southern Miss friends. You know what? You can't ever have too many friends. But when it comes time for, for college sports, you know what? I went to, to Alabama because I grew up there. I had a lot. A, a good time and a lot of good education. The guys I still do business with that brought me Guns and Roses was a direct result of relationships I established while I was doing concerts at the University of Alabama. So and that's something you never know when you're going to build that bridge and when you're going to have to cross that bridge over and over and over. Yeah, it's it's really it's really amazing. You know, I was uh, I was doing some of my morning reading. I've got a I've got a uh, an aggregated uh, newsletter that comes to me. It's got a lot of history in it. You know, on this day such and such, this happened and so on. And it had a lot of important stuff. Uh, like for example, back in uh, seventeen eighty nine, the Bill of Rights was passed. But one of one of the things they focused on was uh, Superman actor uh, uh, Christopher Reeves being born back in 1952, and it, and it included a quote that he gave, and I, I couldn't help but think about the Coliseum and, and you and sort of what you've been through more recently, but here's, here's what he said. At first, dreams seem impossible, then improbable, and eventually inevitable. That really does, I mean, it really kind of does the history of the Coast Coliseum. Who would have ever thought, was it, was it I'm trying to remember, Charlie Pride? Is that right? Is that the first one? First yeah, one I, in, in November of 1977. And I was there. I was there at that concert. I never will forget it. Who would have thought that at that, at that concert that we would be where we were in the last few days with Guns and Roses. It's amazing the, the advancements that have taken place, isn't it? It really is, but it really boils down to, to the fact that that once we got some improvements made to the facility that you briefly touched on, those improvements um, were game changers, particularly getting that rigging grid in where shows could load in in one day, load out in one day, and, and really load in quickly to where their production costs were minimized. And we were doing a, uh, uh, a documentary, so to speak, for um, the state uh, regarding uh, restoration funds and, yeah, and yeah. what those funds have done so far and what they've meant. And when they asked us about all the projects that we were able to do with those funds, what was the, 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 the number one project? I said, beyond any shadow of doubt, it was that grid. That grid opened the door for us to get bigger shows, heavier shows, shows that would produce more revenue, more income, uh, more net profit, and bring more people to South Mississippi on a consistent basis. And that is exactly what that piece of equipment has done. Man, isn't it incredible? I mean, listen, there is literally zero doubt that without it, you don't get many of these record-breaking concerts. We don't because we just couldn't rig them in a timely fashion. And these tours don't have any time, nor the patience, nor uh, the loss of revenue to give up one day to come and pre-rig in a, in a, a small tertiary market like 
South Mississippi is. But subsequently, by having it, we now can compete with Birmingham. We can now compete with um, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, with Jacksonville, Florida. We can compete with those markets to where we're starting to get a lot of attention. And not just by Live Nation. The journey date that we just announced is being brought by AEG, which is the second largest uh, concert producing company in North America. And we do a few shows with AEG, but not nearly as many as we do with Live Nation. So once Journey gets a taste of making a lot of money in Biloxi, Mississippi, they will be back as well. More content means more jobs, more revenue, more businesses uh, benefiting, uh, whether it's restaurants, hotels, casinos, uh, gas stations, whatever the case is. These businesses all benefit when, when we're uh, at capacity. Okay, so the the investment in that rigging was how much? Just shy of nine hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so you th- you're looking at a situation slightly less than a million dollars, and what that resulted in in economic impact is. I don't know what the multiple is. <laughs> the well, multiple- for, for for example, just from our side of the ledger, just the Coliseum's um, net profit since that grid's been in, we've probably paid for it at least one and a half times, maybe twice. Yeah, yes, and then look at the economic impact. You, 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 and, and your sort of review of the Guns and Roses you mentioned. Uh, I think it's Lee. Is it Levy Restaurants? Correct. Lee? Yeah, and then, of course, Sweatman Security, Harrison County Sheriff's Department. You got stagehands and paramedics and all the employees of the Coast Coliseum. But when you have a big concert like like Guns N' Roses, you don't just have all of your partners benefiting greatly, but the reverberating impact of that. People's, I mean, I can, I will have to ask Linda what the what the uh, hotel occupancy was that night, but it, it has to have been incredible. Well, it was probably a bleep on her screen for a Wednesday night in in September for sure. But it's not just that. When you think about all the raw numbers of people that it takes to produce that show, uh, from the all the concession stand workers and catering people that Levy had to hire, all the security people Sweatman had to hire, all the people that um, that we have to hire in addition, uh, plus the stagehands, you you're talking about almost 500, if not over 500 people that got employed for that one night. Man, that's 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 significant. So uh, you posted about this unbelievable stage that they brought with them. Talk, talk to us about the scale of all that. That stage was fifty six feet deep, which is not the deepest stage I've ever built, but it was the widest at seventy six feet. So fifty six by seventy six feet was the dimensions on that stage. That is the single largest um, independent. Uh, portable stage that we've ever built in the Coliseum for a show. And when I stood on it, I looked at it and I'm going, wow, I mean, you're going to have to have a lot of gear. They didn't have that much gear, but it looked great. Uh, you know, I've got pictures of the show and, you know, uh, the amount of production that they had on it. The, the the video wall itself was the largest video wall at over 60 feet wide that we've ever had in the building. And for the people that were here to see the show, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, judging by the postings and the number of photos and the number of videos, I can't even imagine the number of videos that came out of that show. It looked like they did a great job entertaining the people there. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back on the other side. And then 
we'll talk about Journey, a, a really, a really, really good comedian that's coming, and others that, that you're going to be talking about as well. We'll see you after this break. Why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I'm my friend Matt McDonald from the Coast Coliseum. And, you know, we talked about all these different parties that are engaged in a major concert like like Guns N' Roses. I actually got to, to uh, meet some of the principals of Red Mountain Entertainment when I was in Birmingham. And uh, and then also when I was involved in the Judge concert, just kind of uh, as a guest of uh, Mass to see sort of what's going on behind the scenes, I got to see the relationship between some of the key people at Red Mountain and and Matt and his team. And you know what's interesting is you know people you know, when they think about Guns and Roses and going to a, a big concert and whatever, um, you know they think about glitzy and it must be cool and all. It's nothing but business, man. And I watched the the relationship between your your team and you in particular in Red Mountain just just you know just a team going about doing their their deal and it, you know it looks like y'all been working in the trenches forever and there's no uh, prima donna among you it's just let's get this done it's pretty cool to have a relationship like that isn't it it, it really is, and, and the best part about it is the numbers are already figured out um, before before anybody even gets to town or sits at the table. So there's no really any discussion or argument about numbers. It's just that how do we maximize those numbers and everybody can generate the most that they can generate and the bands can make the most they can make. And when that happens, uh, your facility starts getting noticed, and when that happens, more events come and the rest is what we're supposed to do. Well, Matt, what's interesting, too, is, you know, we, we talked about relationships and all that, but the reality is that the music industry, as you and I have discussed in the past, the music industry has changed dramatically in this day of streaming, you know, where, where record sales is not leading the way anymore. But concerts are a big part of their overall revenue model now, so they've got to knock it out of the park. That's one, one of the reasons why uh, ticket costs have gone up, and you're seeing a lot of these reunion tours like Guns N' Roses. you got with Junior Journey coming up. Um, I mean, there's big, big money attached to these shows, isn't there? Millions and millions of dollars when you when you factor in uh, a 50 city tour or an 80 city tour or a 30 city tour, whatever whatever the, the amount of days that these acts want to work, they're all multiplied by lots of money, which uh, accounts for millions of dollars. And you're right, record sales really don't don't feed them anymore. It's the touring, it's the, the publishing rights uh, of their music, it's merchandise. Uh, all of that adds up to where uh, these tours, when they calculate what the expenses are versus the revenues, it's pretty easy to see why more and more of these tours continue to happen. And particularly for us here in South Mississippi, that we're able to get in on the itineraries and be a part of it. Yeah, it is. It is great to see. You know, when I think of Guns N' Roses, I can't help but think about all their drama and drugs and all this these things. And you think about that a lot with these with these great successful rock bands that somehow lived through those early years. I don't know how they do. Quite honestly, I don't know how they lived through those early years. But when they when they were able to come back together, and I, I would assume in most cases sober. And do the kind of shows that they did here at the Coliseum. They're not a bunch of drunk guys on the stage just trying to get through the night. I mean, they're they're there 
with uh, with vigor and wanting to 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 give a show and earn their money. And this is that's exactly what happened with Guns N' Roses, isn't it? Well, and you see more of that. You don't see the the, the days where artists come staggering on stage much anymore. Those days are gone because of the amount of money that is being generated, and it's big business. And and the in most of these acts, if not pretty much all of them treat it that way and they have to because when promoters have to deal with that and and, and fans that are buying the tickets have to deal with that, they stop buying. And when they stop buying, you can't stop them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The word travels fast, don't it? It sure <laughs> it does. does. <laughs> so, so, and with social media, it's instantaneously. So they, they got to be cognizant that there are cameras, there's phones, there's eyeballs, there's ears, there's everything on them. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, everyone's a reporter now. <laughs> Every, everyone's giving their perspective of the situation. And the social media buzz uh, coming from any concert is tremendous. You know, that's just that, that goes without saying. That's just the, the world that we're in today. But, but the social media buzz coming out of this particular concert was really significant. And it, was, it, see, it was big. Yeah, from what I can great. see, you know, and some of the most recognizable songs that, that Guns N' Roses ever did, it seemed to me that they were still tight. They were still trying, you know, the, 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 it was it was a good concert, and it lasted a long time, didn't it? Three hours and 15 minutes, longest show without an intermission that I've ever seen here, maybe ever seen, period, in my career. So that was a good surprise, but, you know, the, 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 the beauty of it is, is that they still have all the talent. I mean, they, were, they didn't miss a beat in terms of, of the instrumentation. Some of the vocals I thought might have been a little bit different years ago, but they still were good. Um, I didn't have any issues whatsoever. I watched the vast majority of the show and, and saw the production up close. And, you know, it, it, we've got more coming, but, but that one was just a special show because of the notoriety of the band, whether it was good or bad. It doesn't matter. They were big band in, in the 80s and the 90s, and, and they somehow survived all the, all, the, all the noise you talked about and are still making lots of money today. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing it's an amazing story. So the Million Dollar Hall of Fame that you have there at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, are you expecting Journey to be a member of that? They could be. Uh, we'll wait and see. Um, you know, Guns is the latest member, and we just keep building. And the beauty of it is, is that you know, before COVID, we had four shows. After COVID, we're up to about eleven or twelve. So, so the shows are able to produce more revenue. Yes, tickets cost more money. Don't argue that. But they cost more money in New Orleans. They cost more money in Pensacola, in Birmingham, in Lafayette, Louisiana, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It doesn't matter where you go. Ticket prices aren't cheap. But neither are sporting events. And, and I was thinking about that today. You know, people don't even bat an eye about paying $250 or $185 to go see the Saints play. And some years they're not very good, but they keep buying those tickets. So it's the same thing with the entertainment. The entertainment now has just figured out, hey, we're just as much of a value. So we're going to price our tickets accordingly. And the good thing about the entertainment, there really isn't any losing. It's a pretty much all winning where with sports, there's a winner and there's a loser. 
Well, look, when I was uh, when I was a president of a media group, we always had season tickets and even at one point had a box at the Superdome. And what we paid for those, holy mackerel, man. I mean. You thought you were going to a Guns N' Roses concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing about having a box is you had, you had, you had, you know, priority. You know, you had great seats for some of the best events there are. We had, we had uh, tickets in a box for both the Superdome and next door for for the basketball NBA, so it was awesome, really good. Hey, listen, you look at you look at 2024, man. You, you, of course, you got Raleigh Green and Tracy Lawrence coming, but 2024 is really shaping up to be a big year, isn't it? Tim McGraw's already on sale. That shows in June. We've announced Riley Green. We just announced Journey. Um, we are. We've just announced. Well, actually, the comedian we've got is going to slip in in the back end of 2023. John Mulaney on December the 8th. Those tickets go on sale this Friday as well. And to get the comedians that can play our theater, that's a big deal because you know comedians don't normally sell the amount of tickets as the live touring concerts do. And John Mulaney will do really well here. Uh, he's never been here before and, and we have an opportunity to get him on Friday night, December the 8th. The next night we've got a sold out concert with Hardy and Laney Wilson. Uh, we've got three big rock shows, uh, active rock shows that we will be announcing in the next few weeks. Uh, one of them at the end of January, one of them at the end of December. I know Kenny Vest and, and, and my guys in Birmingham with Live Nation are working out uh, the lineup now for CPR Fest next year. Uh, it'll be sometime in May, it appears. Uh, we've got several more shows that we are, are working on between now and second quarter of 2024. So there's no doubt that 20 2024 is shaping up to be a really, really big year. Um, we just worked out an extension uh, for multiple years with Live Nation where content will, will continue to come to South Mississippi. We just got to have to manage it and make sure that the artists are, have, a, have a good experience here and the guests have a good experience. What, what's interesting about it, I'm so happy that uh, CPR Fest is back on the agenda again because those guys have such a nose for up and coming, you know, talent. I mean, they they're good at that. I mean, they're. I don't know if there's a as a team. You think about Kenny Vest and 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 um, um, uh, Fox, the, the work that they do to 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 make sure that the music fits in to the CPR theme and what the CPR is all about. And they're, they're, the way they use that to then select who they want to play at the, at CPR Fest, it's just incredible. I think, of, you know, I immediately thought about, when you mentioned Laney Wilson, I couldn't help but think about Jell Jelly Roll. But when Jelly Roll played there, who would have known that it would go from that to where he is today and, and, and su such we're, a... We're going we're gonna to hopefully pursue him in, tw in latter part of 2024. We don't have anything yet worked out. But to think that last April he had played at our Crawfish Festival, and now he's selling out arenas and about to go to stadiums. I, know. I mean, in that quick of a time. And you know what? We have a similar relationship with our guys with, with Red Mountain, which is now Live Nation in Birmingham, to where they find that up-and-coming talent for our crawfish music festival and that just continues to to uh, self-fund itself because of the fact that we're getting those acts that are hot and and on the climb and that's the way to do it you want them it is the way to do it not to ladder down jelly roll story is an amazing story hey when we come back we'll continue our conversation with matt mcdonald <laughs> Oh, 
now, back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have friend Matt McDonald, the executive director for the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum and Convention Center. I mean, you can't listen to this conversation and not be deeply impressed with Matt's enthusiasm for what it takes to be successful. The thing I always say and remind people, I reminded people of this when I had the conversation with Pete Vicari recently, is that, you know, the Coliseum is not just sitting there waiting to get a boatload of tax money. There's some bond payments that are being made as a result of some tax money. But at the end of the day, the actual day-to-day, P&L running of this business, it's run like a business. It's not, I mean, if they don't have success, they don't pay employees. They don't, they don't keep, you know, creating this economic engine that's helping to drive some progress for coastal Mississippi. They're a huge contributor in that way. And you can't, you can't listen to a conversation that I had with Matt and not be deeply impressed by what it takes, man. I mean, what, I mean, Michelle and the work that she's doing, I just think, I think about Pat Sullivan. I think, you know, you can name hundreds of people that it we takes. Got a great, listen, we've had a great team for a long time and, and they all buy in. That's the trick, Ricky, is they all understand that that we don't eat it if we don't kill it. So we got to get out there and kill every day to where we can keep eating and we can keep bringing economic impact to our community. And that's what these buildings were built for 47 years ago. And we have always embraced that concept, always will embrace that concept. And we're always striving to make it bigger and make it better. Matt, we were talking about what happened is we, before we went to break, we talked about Jelly Roll coming to the Crawfish Festival, literally at the brink of his like exploding career. And um, and the way, you know, when he goes into communities, they often will go to uh, juvenile facilities and speak to, you know, juvenile uh, kids that are in jail and have had some trouble. He'll go to penitentiaries and speak to them. Or he even did a concert recently, I think, back at the, at the uh, penitentiary that he was in. I mean, it's just incredible the way he's giving back. But what was interesting about what you said is that part of the magic here is getting artists to come here that are able to connect with their audience. And and you you were saying that when someone you watch someone connect with with the words of the music, like we were talking about with Jelly Roll, for example, that's what makes it enjoyable. That's you know someone they're paying to come, not just see somebody. They're coming coming there to get touched by them. And that's no, there's yeah. no question about that. And I've witnessed that my entire career, Ricky, for for all, for over 40 years. To be able to see a, a fan, somebody that's worked hard and spent their hard-earned money to buy a ticket to come to where they could be emotionally touched, um, uh, spiritually touched, whatever the, the, the inspiration is, that's that's part of why they're buying the tickets. And that's the drive that keeps the this entertainment industry uh, very uh, alive and vigorous. And I, I laugh about it and I joke with my staff. I work from show to show, and everything in between is what I have to do to get to the next show. Because really, when I walk out there and I see that arena full of people, and they're standing up, and I see tears running down people's face because of the joy that they've gotten or that connection that they've had, that makes it worthwhile to where it's like, okay, what's the next show that I get to experience that? Because I, too, get to to, to have that emotional feeling through others by watching them do it. And I've been able to do that for over 40 years of my career. Listen, uh, as, as you know, Frank Batusi and I are good friends and his sons run the, the FEB distributing company. And I you know, watched them 
post from shows or you know well, well, they are the they are the official beer at your mississippi coast coliseum and those i know they are, are but what's it? that's a what's fourth it? generation local family they earn that right and they do a great job bringing pro- new products all the time to us and i can't say enough about feb no i've listen man i've enjoyed watching them them being excited about having this partnership with you guys i mean i've seen it, it it's as so many of these things that we mentioned uh, a few minutes ago these partnerships are what makes it work but you know they're genuinely excited about being there and they're not just you know as you say they're bringing new products but they also you know they're always thinking about how they can display themselves differently there but but they're literally enthusiastic about their partnership that's because i'm friends with them and you know just in on facebook and i know their dad really well uh, it's more than just a business arrangement, isn't it? It's much more than that. And, and Frankie and I go back a long, long way. And I've sold, we've sold this product for years. But we just developed something that, that I had seen in some other facilities that I thought could work here. And when I explained the concept to Frankie and he stepped up big with a large bid to, to have the right to do what he's doing here. And I commend him for that. But it is absolutely paid off. Uh, uh, big time for him in a very short order, and it's going to continue for many, many years. And that relationship is important. And you said something that I want to hopefully pass on to your viewers and listeners. Get excited about what you do. You just mentioned that about the excitement that's there between both of us. Get excited about what you do every day, and I promise you, your day will get better. Your weeks will get better. You will make more money. You will feel better about yourself. Excitement generates a lot of positivity, a lot of I can't. I tell you, I can't agree more. Going back to that Christopher Reeves quote: "At first, dreams seem impossible, then improbable, and eventually inevitable." Set your mind to a, a pursue with dogged determination. Keep that dream alive, and it's amazing what you would be able to accomplish. That's my story, man. I go back in my life story, visualizing and taking one goal at a time, and each goal adding up to get to the big goal. That's the key to success. Anyway, Matt, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, my friend. Me too, man. And you know what? The day that I'm no longer excited, that's the day I'm going to the house. Yeah, me too, man. I, I'll only do this show for that reason. There's no doubt about it. Listen, have a great day, and we'll Thank see you, you tomorrow. Talk Mississippi Media Production.